Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies and huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We have had a total of 87 shows of Oilers now since uh, the league was paused. We had two best of Oilers now shows, which many would consider to be uh, an oxymoron, given uh, the host of this show. Uh, and uh, Brendan hosted one show when I went to Jasper. So for me, this is 83 out of 84, because Brendan puts together those uh, shows. And you know what? Uh, we're getting we're closing in on hockey. We're going to hook up momentarily with Kevin Weeks uh, from the NHL Network, longtime NHL goaltender. Uh, we're asking today, just as an aside, as we're waiting, obviously, ratification of the CBA later today, about a song uh, that you liked, but the video killed it. Uh, Keith says, Bob, the most brutal video and song is Do You Dance by Men Without Hats. Uh, I will live longer if I never hear that song again from Keith. Uh, Men Without Hats, the safety dance song. Um, I don't know how many of you listen to Sirius Satellite Radio, but the New Age stuff is on Channel 33, and that is their sort of intro in and out of several songs on Saturday nights. It's kind of do like this. That video for Safety Dance has to be one of the weirdest videos ever, man. I'm not sure who came up with the concept of that baby. All right, uh, without further ado, we are pleased to be joined on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline by Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network. Kevin, how you doing? Kevin, you there? Kevin, do we have you? Yeah, yeah. That, you now we now we have you. All right, I so I'm gonna off my headset. How's it going, man? How are you, buddy? Good. How you doing? Everything is great, thank you. Yeah, no complaints at all. Everything is good. All right, I'm gonna hard hitting stuff right off the get go, Kevin. Do you have a song uh, right. that you that you like, but you thought the video was awful? Oh, man, that's okay. I was going to say Thriller by Michael Jackson, but the Thriller video was weird considering the song. Yeah. The video was also epic. So the video kind of matched the song, but if you remember when it came out, it was actually like a movie, like a short film. Yeah. So, you know, I thought that it would have been maybe on a roller coaster or, I don't know, something crazy, like a crazy drive or back in the day Miami Vice with Crockett and Tubbs maybe driving downtown Miami and, and Kit, because that was kind of thrilling. So I thought that that might have been more thrillerish. But as it turned out, the video was a Halloween video, which was, I mean, seemed like a Halloween video, but it was an awesome video, one of the best ever probably, but it yep. didn't really match the song for me 100%. You know, I was in grade 12 that year at Harry Ainley in town here, and uh, they sh- they showed that in class. Uh, so I'm dating myself oh, no a bit. Way, I- oh yeah, we and and everybody thought it was uh, the most. And, and when it comes to Miami Vice, and we've whenever we go down to Florida, you've spent a lot of time there over the years. Uh, we yeah. definitely any any show that emanates from uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale or worst case scenario sunrise and thankfully yeah. the last two years we've been at the uh we've been at the ritz carlton in, you know, in fort right, lauderdale right. which is a lot better than that crappy hotel in sunrise um yeah, yeah. 
I yeah, you know, that, by the you, way. you know what I'm talking about. I Anyways, totally yeah, I love I totally Crockett's. Do. You know, the theme from Miami Vice or Crockett's theme, man. Those are and those are great videos too. Those are really epic. good videos. Epic stuff. All right, absolutely epic, classic. Yes, 100. percent so, Kevin, today is a big day. I know you have your uh, sources around the National Hockey League. Uh, we had Brian Lawton on Wednesday, as you know, longtime NHL agent. Uh, he sort of worked his, cast his net out there, and he thinks we're like, you know, it'll get ratified at about 70% by the players. Do you have any belief that that won't be the case, or do you think it's going to be full steam ahead here in the return to play? Um, I don't. I, I think it'll be full full steam ahead. I was actually on with Lot. You know, he's with us on the NHL Network, but we were on the phone together yesterday. Uh, and I, I would echo that. I mean, I don't know if I could quantify it at a seventy percent per se. Yeah. I know we just, you know, we're all hot stoving, but um, I, I don't have any concern about it not being ratified and, and certainly not landing in the positive zone. I, a lot of guys want to have the chance, although guys do have concerns. I want to qualify that and. And that's understandable, given what we're going through now. But yeah. all things being equal, stop. If they put, if the Stanley Cup was on in West Edmonton Mall tomorrow, and of course Edmonton will be hosting it, which is awesome for the for the province and and for the city. But if it were if you, if it was played in West Edmonton Mall tomorrow, guys would play. Heck, Gretzky Mess and those guys might want to play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. So any opportunity to compete for a Stanley Cup, ultimately that's what drives all the players. It's what drives so many of us in the business. And, you know, for me, even not as a player anymore, but as a broadcaster, earning the right to broadcast that every year since I've been broadcasting now, it's 11 years. It's it's an honor and a privilege, man. So those guys want to compete and they want to be the last team standing. They, they want to be spraying the champagne in the locker room. And I think if you go back to last year's stuff with, uh, you know, Chief Craig Bruby out of Kalahua, Alberta, a town of, what, 500 people maybe, if that? Right. That took that, took that team over, a First Nations town, that took that team over the St. Louis Blues. I'm getting goosebumps telling you the story. And, you know, my, bu- my buddy Jordan Bennington, he had faith in them since their time in the minors. And Chief took that team over. They were dead last in January, and they went all the way to uh, to winning the Stanley Cup and uh, making history. So that's what it's about, man. That's really what it's all about, and these guys have the opportunity to do that. So it'll be amazing. Uh, we're talking to Kevin Weeks, who uh, played a decade-plus in the National Hockey League, 348 total appearances. Hey, you, you hit on something, and I, we'll get back to sort of one of the questions I have about, about the return to play and, and how mm-hmm. challenging it's going to be for guys. But just on Jordan Bennington, you mentioned those. I got told a story that he was on the precipice this uh, the 2018-19 season was going to be his last year of hockey if he didn't make it to the NHL. He was going to shut it down. Had you heard that story? Is that true? Yeah, I mean, it's something to that effect. It's, it's pretty accurate. The thing with, with Binner is the last time, it's funny, it was three summers ago, and I saw him at a barbecue in Toronto in the backyard <laughs> of another NHL player's house. And I remember talking to him then. He's like, we see, I, I got it, man, I got it. I'm like, Binner, just keep pushing, man. He's like, we see, I know I'm ready. I know it. Like, I know I'm ready. I'm like, Binner, keep pushing. And it's been documented. He, he told a story on Spit and Chicklets, but I also had him on my Instagram live at Kev Weeks. And he told a story on there of 
him being in the minors, and it's a wild story because it's his to tell, but I'd love for all the Oilers fans out there in Oil Country to listen in on it. And essentially, they tried to send him to the East Coast League. Like, they tried to demote him to the East Coast League. He's like, nah, man, I'm not going. And by the way, it was my former teammate and the great Mark Ambrodeur, who was then a member of the front office of the St. Louis Blues, and Binner was like, nah, Marty, sorry, man. Disagree with you, I'm not going. So it's really a testament of somebody that really believed in himself and that started really investing in himself in the summers with uh, Andy Kyoto, who a lot of you would know played a bit in the NHL of Pittsburgh, played pro as a goalie. He's now their goalie development coach. And Matt Nickel, who Darnell Nurse skates with those guys, trains with those guys in the offseason, Jordan Binnington being one of them back in Toronto. And they got Binner on an even tighter track, and he just cranked up the dial. And he told Chief, when he, Chief, I'm ready. I'm ready. And would they call him up? Chief put him in ready. his first game in Philly, and the rest is history, man. It's an amazing story. I had the chance to spend time with Binner's parents last year during NHL Awards in Vegas. And, you know, just kind of listening to the back end of how things have gone and what, where he's come to. So, you know what? I, I'm glad that you asked me that stuff because a lot of people are a little bit down on their luck right now. And they have, you know, different concerns and sure. um, uncertainty. And for a lot of the people that are tuning in there in Alberta, I think this is Jordan Bennington is a great example of what happens when you dig a little bit deeper and you believe in yourself and you push yourself of how you can come out the other side. Well, to put things in perspective, Craig Button, who actually used to do this time slot for six years on the show before mm-hmm. uh, Bell bought the other station, uh, mm-hmm. he has Jordan Bennington on Team Canada for the 2022 Olympics. Uh, I do as well. There you go. And, and, and that is obviously, for the players, Kevin, the fact that Gary Bettman was able, and a very collaborative approach between the NHL sure. and the NHLPA, and that's what they have to do. There has to be, because they have a common enemy right now, and that enemy obviously is the pandemic. But what does it mean, do you think, for the players to get that chance? Because you know they wanted to play in the Olympics, to, to be yeah. back on board as part of the new CBA for 2022 and 2026 to, to participate in the Winter Olympics. The players wanted it so badly. I mean, that they, they might have won, they might have wanted the Olympics more than they wanted to reduce escrow. I'll put it to you that way. Like that's how badly they wanted the Olympics, really. And you know, every player that I talked to, they really wanted it. For me, I'm a huge proponent of the World Cup of Hockey, uh, what used to be the Canada Cup back in the day. But I'm a big yep. proponent of the World Cup of Hockey. You know, I worked at for ESPN up in Toronto, 2015. I think we had it there. I was doing color. And I thought it was an awesome tournament. It's a great showcase. But the Olympics being, you know, the global scope that it is, it's not the monetary kind of winner for our sport and our league per se. It's more about showcasing and and pride of country and being on the global stage with that many eyeballs. So the players really wanted it. And I think it's going to be 2022 Beijing and 2026, I believe, is Milan, Italy. But the players love it, and it's going to – It'll be great in terms of a showcase for our sport. And, yeah, to tie a bow on what you were just saying, I mean, could you imagine that Team Canada team as an example? Imagine your, your choices that you have in net from, obviously, your incumbent and Carey Price, but you'll also have uh, you'll also have Binner, I believe. You'll have the young Albertan and the young stud in Philly and Carter Hart um, out of Red Deer. I just think they have sort of Sid. <laughs> you'll stop Sid, you'll stop Patrice Bergeron, you'll have uh, Connor, 
I mean, just think of the, the players. Probably uh, Kale McCarr out of Calgary, and I say out of Calgary because he's a Calgary kid, even though he plays in, uh, in Colorado. He's a stud. So I'm just intrigued, as, as you are, by what the rosters could look like. I'll throw this one at you because it's going to get in. A, you mentioned this player already. Uh, we had this conversation the other day with David Staples. We're joined right now by Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network, longtime NHL goaltender, Darnell Nurse. Because uh, David said, Bob, Darnell Nurse is going to merit consideration to be on the left side of that defense if they go lefty-righty. There's, you know, the right side, there's there's a ton of really good Canadian right shot. D, obviously, Drew Doughty, Alex Petrangelo at the top of the list. But mm-hmm. there's an opportunity for a guy like Darnell, especially with his game, uh, to be in the mix there. And it's it's interesting with Darnell because I here's the thing, Kevin. I see mm-hmm. how hard he works. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure you can shed some light on this. The guys that work the hardest are the guys that achieve the most. And that's why I'd never totally. bet against how far Darnell can go. But I'd like to get your thoughts kind of from maybe uh, from, from knowing Darnell a bit uh, growing mm-hmm. up in the Toronto area and maybe where he can go as a player. Yeah, you know what I like about, about Darnell is how well-rounded his game is. I love how well-rounded his game is. Like, he'll play big minutes. You know, the 33 points are nice this year for the oil for him, but he's an all-situations guy, right? Like, you can put him out there. Coach Tippett could say, all right, uh, we want you matching up against uh, we want you matching up against Patrick Kane's line. All right, we want you matching up against, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights' top line or against Sagan and Ben or whoever. And you don't have to worry. He's going to play with jam. He'd be physical. He can play an extended shift, block shots. Uh, be up in front of the net, be hard to play against, and make it difficult for the opposing players, and then play on a power play. So, really, you know, that's a guy that is a stabilizing force. I don't know. Would I call him a current-day Brent Seabrook? Sure. For sure. And maybe even more physical than Brent Seabrook, and maybe a bit tougher than Seabrook, and although Seabrook's had a great career so far and winning three cups, but I just love that steady nature about his game and the consistency to his game. So, for a team Canada, it, it, he'd bring a different dimension to the back end. And yes. his ability to skate, right? He's mobile. He's rangy. Uh, it, it, you have to earn your ice going up against him. He's a guy I love on my team. He's a consummate pro, a bright kid. Uh, we had we had a call with him, actually a Zoom show with him, the NHL Network, a couple weeks ago, and he was awesome. And I remember my dad telling me about him because, you know, obviously I'd been pro long based on our age difference my dad's like this kid's playing at Don Mills back home in the GTHL I was like just this, this Darnell's nurse kid's a player and then I turned out to you know find out that it was Donovan McNabb's nephew etc cetera, etc cetera. and they have a great family comes from a great family he's a great kid and I really think I love you throwing that out there stuff I could see that I could definitely envision him on Team Canada as a lockdown guy steady Eddie guy for sure and not limited to but certainly bringing that element to the table for sure it- yeah, it's it's an interesting one because it's it's a little off the beaten path in terms of kind of how people see things with the makeup of that team. And I just I would not rule him out working his way in the mix. And again, the biggest thing for me is how hard he works. All right, I'm going to ask you a kind of a tough question, uh, Kevin. And ask away. All right, so here's the thing: we all know how how selfless hockey players are, how they put team first. So sure. on that on that note. The players do have the right to opt out if need be. Uh, right. there, there, there's something about the hockey culture, you know, and it, how difficult and challenging of a decision would that be for a potential player to go down that path, do you think, given the makeup of hockey, which I think 
is a lot less about the it's a lot a lot less about me and a lot more about we sure well you know uh, i would say this man <laughs> there's a we in, in my last name it's the first two letters of my last name so i can i can speak <laughs> on it <laughs> but i would say this i like the way you framed it because certainly each individual case is unique right so let's say it's player a have their parents have his parents been living with them are his parents uh in failing health or in challenging health who knows do they have a respiratory do they have emphysema do they have diabetes i don't know are they higher risk per se what does that look like do they have a newborn that's health compromised you know what does that look like so everybody has their own factors so you know we have to honor that um, as far as guys opting out for any other reason outside of that no i don't see that happening and i i don't even really see many if any cases of guys opting out in our sport and you know for other sports and, and other athletes everybody has their own reality and you know for some of those guys that, that i've seen at least some of the nba guys so far it's been for the most part it's been health health reasons of a loved one or a family member or whatever and I think in, in Major League Baseball, David Price for the Dodgers, who you know won a World Series with the Red Sox and the pitch for the Jays, he has chosen to opt out. He didn't say why, and not that he had to or didn't, but he just he didn't declare as to why. But nonetheless, he won't be pitching for the Dodgers in the shortened MLB season. So, but from an NHL standpoint, I can't really see that happening, and I haven't heard any instance of it happening. And if there is an instance, I know Kerry Price was talking about his concerns. Which is a, I mean, legitimate concern for the same point. Right. They've got two, he has two daughters and his wife's pregnant right now. Angela's pregnant and they're expecting, you know, their third child at some point. So, you know, he, he wanted to ensure as best as he can that he's not going to be putting any of them at risk, which I told, again, as I said, I totally understand that. But aside from that, I don't see any instances, unless it's health related, where a player, an NHL player is going to opt out. I don't foresee that happening at all. Kevin, there's a distinct possibility that you're talking to the only broadcaster in the league that's actually been to Anaheim Lake, B.C., which is where Carey Price is from. <laughs> Carey Price is from, yeah. And it's it's an amazing story, and it's a testament to the importance of family because they played a totally. huge factor flying them from Anaheim Lake. Uh, yeah, in, the float plane. Right? Like four hours. That's a four-hour drive down a logging road, man. I've done it lots of times, and it's right. – uh, there. there right. is – it's anyhow. It's it's a great story, and I know Jerry Johansson, who uh, he uses uh, Kerry's dad, uh, Dan, mm-hmm. to do some work with the kids that the Sports Corporation has. One final, just I, I wanted to point out, uh, you did a tremendous job in the Dan Patrick show. I know I saw that. Oh, thank uh, you. United States has gone through some really challenging times. There's been a lot of. Uh, difficult discussions i think for a lot of people out there and you did a terrific job repping the nhl on that i just wanted to point that out thanks for doing our show okay you man yeah thank you so much let's have some fun here coming up okay yeah we're ready to have some fun hey listen as i said before last time i was on with you and you and i have spoken subsequent to that but i think it's uh congrats to edmonton and alberta in general your uh, premier kenny has done an amazing job I know Daryl Cates and the ownership group and, you know, Gretz and, and everybody else involved, the organ- yourself, everybody else involved in the organization has, uh, has been proactive. And, you know, you have to give a lot of credit to the, to the health department there that's done an awesome job. And you told me and as far as the stats and the low rates of infection 
some of the best in the world there in Edmonton, Metropolitan Edmonton, but Alberta in general. But it's great. It's a, it's a great time. Stanley Cup final will be there. I hope that we're allowed to do it, and I don't necessarily have to do it off the monitor here in Jersey. I hope we'll be able to travel there. Uh, as I told you, I've got family and Red Deer in Calgary and my, on my girlfriend's side, so it'd be awesome to be able to get there. But it's great for everybody there. And, you know, the, the world's eyes are going to be on Edmonton, Alberta. You know, so whether the players get to go to Jasper or Banff in between or <laughs> check out yeah. Metro, check out Metro uh, Edmonton and the redevelopment and everything else, the urban redevelopment, I think it's, it's great news for the people there. And I told you this before, you know, I've got people that live there. So it's, uh, it'll be a beacon. And just know that, hey, man, Paris, London, Switzerland, Russia, Sweden, Germany, Finland, here across North America, the whole world is going to be watching Edmonton, uh, not only for the play-in series in the West and the Western Conference Final, but the Stanley Cup Final will be held there, and it will be magical, and that's an awesome, awesome uh, situation for for a place that's, that's had some challenges, man. And I love that you know Premier Kenny played big, and everybody played big, and not only are you going to be on the world stage, that is the world stage, so that's awesome. It's cool. Awesome stuff. Hey, thanks for your time, Kevin. Anytime, Stop. Thanks for having me, buddy. You bet. That, you bet. That is Kevin Weeks from NHL Network. It's 1254 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 1255 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, special thanks to Kevin Weeks coming on again from the NHL Network. He's our Oilers Now headliner for touchback safety, a family business taking care of your family during uncertain times. Training sessions are still readily available. Roos Chris Steakhouse is the greatest steak you've ever had. It's Edmonton-owned and operated. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. So uh, the Oilers uh, getting the full compliment back. Uh, by the way, the video that you are seeing, this is how uh, there is no media that is currently down in this Phase 2 right now. Phase 3, theoretically, if everything was approved today, and all signs are indicating uh, that both the players and ownership will end up ratifying a uh, CBA extension through to 2026, plus the return to play, and then Phase 3 would begin Monday. Uh, in phase two, there's no media availability into the arena. So if you're seeing video, it's actually being shot directly from a uh, camera that is uh, mounted on the scoreboard. So there you have it. And again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. I know we refer to former defenseman Mark. I just want to establish that is not Mark Fistrick. I had somebody uh, uh, suggest that maybe I'd inferred that about six to eight months ago. That is not the case. Uh, that is not Mark Fistrick, who I believe and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's currently working as a firefighter in this city. Uh, but Mark uh, also uh, was represented by Jerry Johansson uh, back in the day. During the season, all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Jim Brown and Trent Brown want to wish you and yours uh, the best during these challenging times. And uh, Brennan, I'm going to bring you in here for a minute. 
Uh, Kevin Weeks talking about the Jordan Bennington situation and illustration for people down on their luck. And uh, the story was that the uh, he had told some people at an event uh, the season uh, before the start of the 2018-19 season that if he wasn't in the NHL full-time uh, for 2018-19 that he was probably going to shut it down and go back to school. And instead he kept his nose to the grindstone. He refused to be sent to the ECHL and he ended up becoming uh, the guy that helped the St. Louis Blues win a Stanley Cup. You got to stick with it sometimes, don't you? Yeah, it's all about the grind, man. And when you love what you do, the grind's a lot easier. And maybe he was at his wit's end with what he did and how much love he had left for it, right? But uh, it's 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 a great story, as we know. And, and they're poised to make another deep push here in all likelihood. Yeah, goaltenders, it's interesting with goaltenders, right? They take, they take longer. Um, you know, Kevin Weeks played a long time in the NHL, mostly as a backup. And usually, you know, it's kind of like Jason Strudwick. Like, Jason Strudwick probably got three more contracts than a lot of other guys would get because he was such a good guy and Kevin Weeks is a good teammate and that's why he was the perfect compliment to back up a guy like uh, Martin Brodeur and so uh, you have to evolve and um, stick with it and stay on it all right Elliot Friedman coming up from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort Casino after global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.